Hello, everyone. I'm Richard Roberts, and welcome to the Expect a Miracle podcast. Each week, I bring you an exciting guest. Well, today, it's a double excitement to me because my wife, Lindsay, is my very special guest. Lindsay, welcome to the podcast. I am your very, 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 keep going. Very, 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 very. very. Hi, everybody. And we just celebrated, just a few days ago, Mm -hmm. we just celebrated our 40th. Second wedding anniversary, 42 ah! years. We were married <laughs> in the January of 1980. Uh, January 11, 1980. And so I'm delighted we, we celebrated and thank you and welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Lindsay has been having prophetic dreams. And mm-hmm. if you follow us on our Facebook page, you probably are already aware. Uh, she has been on uh, the Elijah List uh, mm-hmm. uh, program, uh, sharing Schultz. some of these wow. uh, with Steve Schultz. I love Schultz. listening to Steve Schultz. And uh, in addition, she's been sharing them, as I said, on Facebook, as well as our television program. And I thought today it would be good for her to share one she had just just a, maybe a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. which uh, in the time we had it posted, had almost right at almost 200,000 views the last time I checked. And I wanted to ask you if you would share that. Now, Lindsay's prophetic dreams are, are very unusual. She usually sees billboards, like you know how you're driving down a highway in a car and you, you see billboards which attract your attention? Well, that's how God speaks to her mm-hmm. through these prophetic dreams. And uh, every time, it seems like, Lindsay, every time you you uh, have one and share it, God gives you another one So I'm going to throw this a curve. Start by telling me what you got from it. And I want to see how your reaction, I want to see if people's reactions is like what I expect them to be. Well, Lindsay, your, your prophetic dreams are always personal. Yeah. They come right at you. They hit you right where you are, right in the midst of where you're living. And that's the most important thing that you touch people where they are. And I think that's the reason why so many people are listening to them and watching them. Well, when I have a prophetic dream, I'll give you I'll give you a backup of some of the ones that have come and then the most recent. In fact, I've had another one that is just kind of unfolding right now and I'm not ready to share it just yet. I will. But in the last couple of dreams, one of the more unusual things that have been happening. When you drive down the road and see these particular billboards, they light up, they say something. And for me, they're very encouraging. And this is the thing that I've had an enormous, enormous amount of, um, I guess, anticipation when they happen. And you're saying exactly what I was hoping would be the net result of it. The anticipation of hearing prophetic words to me is what is God saying? How does it affect my life? And how can I use that to impart yeah. into someone else's what life? What does he want me to do with it? And what does he want me to do with it? They started out with ones, for example, one of the earliest ones was when the Lord gave me um, Naaman the leper. Mm-hmm. And he showed me in Kings, you know, and him <clears throat> dipping in the water. And I thought, why in the world is this like, on billboards that are illuminating, I'm missing something because Richard, in a time when everything seems, can I just say maybe relevant for only a short term and by morning things change. (laughs) Here I'm going back and I love the Bible, it's always relevant to me, but what in the world did that have to do with something I already knew? How am I to relate it to today? And all of a sudden, everything changed. My friends were around me. A church group was around me. And how everything was happening all together for excitement, exhilaration, healing, hope. And we had to participate. 
Naaman showed how he went into the water, and when he came up, his skin was like that of a little child. And the leprosy was gone. And said, come on in and join me. Come into the waters and join me. And how exciting it was for us to come in. Now, for the ones that wouldn't come in, or the ones that were naysayers, the ones that were, oh, skeptic, oh, that's just the Bible. That couldn't happen to me. It didn't. They walked away and they were not healed. They were not happy. They were not full of joy. And I remember now, this the is, this joy. Is, these are people in the dream you saw. Okay. In the dream, the joy, including me and our family. The dream was so exuberant, so hopeful. And the Lord was saying in that, you've got to come into the water. Now, I mean, not just get in water. I don't mean that. But you have to come to where the Lord is, come to where the glory is, come to where the outpouring is. And it it may be just in your prayers. It may be just in what you're listening to. Each one was hopeful. Each one was more exciting than the last one. And as they were coming down, one of them had um, an outpouring of the finances for the end time. And it wasn't just scattering here and scattering there. By the end of this prophetic dream, the outpouring was for the people that were expecting it and the people that were worshiping. And as they were expecting it and as they were worshiping and just praising God, God was a rewarder Mm -hmm. of those who diligently seek him. And they were so alive. They were so current. They were so today. And one of the things that I noticed about them is that because we're living in what I would call uncertain times, unusual times. People are calling this the new normal. Well, if this is the new normal, it changes sometimes by morning. Sometimes it changes by the evening news. So what's the new normal? Is it like 15 minutes? And some prophetic words have been very political. And listen, that is wonderful. And they can be political and they can be inspiring. That's not what the Lord showed me. And I thought, you know, Lord, I want to hear some more political. That's not what he showed me. Or, Lord, I want to hear some more about this or that. That's not what he showed me. I I believe that God has everyone placed in the stream that they're supposed to be in. Exactly. Exactly. And so for me, I asked the Lord what it was that he was showing me. And we have a CD in our ministry. And it's, I want to say, perhaps my most favorite one we've ever done because of the title. And you'll know what this is. It's encouraging words of hope and life. And the Lord spoke in my heart about these billboards. And first I said, why billboards? And he says, because they get your attention. Mm -hmm. Well, that's true. And then the Lord said, I want to use you to bring forth encouraging words of hope and life. And that's what that was to me. Each billboard each prophetic word, each prophetic dream, I would write it down or I'd get my pencil and paper. I'd even, the other day, I grabbed my phone in the middle of the night. I was texting to myself as much as I could remember because it was a different billboard each time. I wanted to make sure I did the best I could and not forget it. But I I realized that while we can turn on the news and hear data, Mm -hmm. statistics, we can hear about Wars and rumors of wars, and the Bible calls it pestilence and gross darkness in, in the book of it's in Revelation and different, different scriptures that lead, whether it's Revelation or not, it's scriptures the gospels, about the end time. Uh-huh. In those gospels and in the end time revelations that are popping up in the gospel, we are, we are seeing them unfold, sometimes on the news, sometimes in prophecy. 
But the Lord spoke to me and said, during all of this, I want you to bring forth encouraging words of hope and life. And it's not about politics. Politics may change. Politics may not change. It's not about COVID. COVID may change. COVID may not change. It may be about finances. All of that has the opportunity to change or not change. But remember the word of God said, I'm the Lord. I change not. Mm -hmm. And he wanted us to see that things change, but he doesn't. Yes. And that he is still in the miracle business. He's still bringing us encouraging words of hope and life, but we have to latch on to what we choose to hear. And I call it voices and choices. Mm -hmm. And we can hear lots of different voices. We can make lots of choices out of those voices. And I choose, as the Bible says, choose this day whom you'll serve. As for me and my household, I make a conscious choice to make sure the Lord is the center point of my choices. Okay, so this particular dream Mm -hmm. concerns the cross. Yes. And something surrounding the cross and what it means today and what we're supposed to do concerning the encouragement that you were just talking about. So I had this dream again of billboards and each one represented something. And then it's sort of like the billboards that started to get my attention disappeared. And then the Lord was showing me something about all that's going on and how, Richard, we have a Bible right to bring it to the cross. Now, in the dream, I have to tell you, this this started out really not what I expected because the Lord has always given me all these encouraging things and all these amazing things. And the first billboard was something that was very, I'm going to say unusual for mm-hmm. me because it was something I very much don't like. And it's, you know, it's not about anybody personally or the game itself. It's just about my feelings about one part of this game, pin the tail on the donkey. And here is this donkey with tails all over it. And the Lord said, come and play this game with me. And I said, this is in the dream. In the dream. It was on the billboard. And I said, no, 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 no. This can't be the Lord. It can't be the dream. It can't be encouraging because I didn't like the, even as a child growing up, the idea of putting putting a blindfold on. And putting a pin. Getting dizzy, being spun, spun around, having something sharp in your hand. And then on top of that, other children having something sharp in their hand, being spun around with a blindfold. And you all go run for cover because you don't know where they're going to put that thing. So I thought, this isn't, this isn't the Lord. And the Lord said, come and play the game with me. So what I realized he was doing was the Lord was taking me out of my comfort zone, out of my normal, out of my usual, out of what I wanted or didn't want. And I said, well, Lord, I, I, I'm not particularly fond of having a blindfold on being spun around and something sharp in my hand, but okay, because you're asking me to, I'm going to do it. So, so you decided to play the game with Jesus. So I decided to play the game with Jesus. And when I did, he said, call all your friends. So I remember calling friends and people to come over and people on the street and people I was seeing, come join us. And while they were coming and joining us, it was very interesting because we're all in the dream. We all had the little tails in our hand with a little pin on it to pin the tail. And I thought, okay, I'm, I'm going to do this. We weren't blindfolded, but I, I was just kind of like, oh, resisting. How many times does God have something wonderful for us, but it doesn't sound in your natural mind like you want to yeah. do it, so you it, resist. It doesn't make sense in it the doesn't natural. doesn't make sense. But something's coming in the spirit. So I looked at it and I said, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be the first one to go right up to that donkey and put the tail on it. And then I went, wait a minute. And all of a sudden the donkey changed to a spotless lamb this glowing, white, beautiful, 
spotless lamb. And I thought, oh, the lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so uncomfortable going to put this toy game pin, stick a pin on a lamb. And then all of a sudden, the Lord spoke to me and said, look at your hands. And it wasn't a, a tail with a pin in it. It was a cutout, like a laminated cutout of the cross. In your hands. In your hand, And all of us looked down, and in our hands, mm-hmm. we didn't have a tail, a game to pin a tail on a donkey. We all had this laminated cross that so, we could write on. So no longer is it a donkey, and you have a pin in your hand. It's a lamb, and you have a cross in your yes. hand. Yes, and so the Lord said, look at your hand. And we all had these, like, I would call them, like, permanent marker things. Mm-hmm. And the Lord said, Put everything that you're needing, everything you desire, everything you're hoping, disappointments, encouragement, whatever you want. Whatever vision you whatever have. Whatever it is, he said, put it on the cross. And I thought, wow, is this amazing. We're all doing it. And then the Lord said, as soon as you're finished, I want you to bring it to me. Now, the first billboard, what I was looking up, had a lamb. This Well, first had the donkey, then the, then the spotless lamb. And I said, okay, I'm going to be the first. I'm going to be obedient. This is my dream. This is my vision. So I'm going to be obedient. And as I walked up to it, it was no longer a white spotless lamb, but it was the most radiant countenance of Jesus that I would envision him as he had been raised from the dead, no longer on the cross. Mm -hmm. Because I live, you shall live also. It is finished. And here he is seated at the right hand of God, the father with all of the glory of God on him. And he had his hands out and he said, now I don't want you just to write it. And I don't want you just to place it on the cross. I want you to place it in my hands because I have defeated death, hell, and the grave. I have defeated anything and everything that you are feeling lack or worry or something not sufficient, something not enough. He said, not only do I want you to say it, write the vision down, make it plain, and I want you to attach it to the cross. Now I want you to bring it to me. And Richard, as we were bringing it to Jesus and his hands in the billboard, all of a sudden his hands were like outstretched. I almost want to say three-dimensional, but I don't know if that's the right way to say it. But his hands were stretched out. And as we were laying it in his hands, our request that we recognize the cross is sufficient. But in addition to just saying, yeah, the cross is sufficient. Yes, that's a good statement. He said, I want you to bring it to me and give it to me. I want you to release it to me. I want you to let it go out of your hands and let it go into mine. And when we were doing that, I don't know if I've ever been in a place where I felt what I was feeling in this dream, the glory of God, the presence of God, the anointing of God. Everything was different. It was like a fog. Now, some people were getting healed, and that's wonderful, but it was not just about them getting healed. There were people that resisted it and walked away and said, this is the stupidest game. And I kept hearing the word stupid in the dream. This game is stupid. Putting something on the cross is stupid. And I'm like, whoa, I, I, that's the, uh, I don't care what it felt like. And I am not a pin the tail on the donkey kind of game player like that, but I'm being obedient. I'm going to do what the Lord said. I'm going to do everything in this vision and dream that the Lord said. And other people were getting nothing because they left, they walked away. That was, that was kind of the but theme. Those who stayed. But those who stayed. And not only wrote it down, write the vision down, make it plain, 
but then released it knowing that the resurrected Jesus, the resurrected power, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us to quicken and make alive our mortal flesh. All of that had a glory about it that in the dream, it was like I was completely and totally numb okay, because now, the glory was so heavy. What is that saying to people today, right now in the midst of where we are in this nation, where we are around the world, with what's happening? Trust the work of the cross. Trust the cross. When Jesus said it is finished, he's not going back down the Via Dolorosa. He's not going to Golgotha, the place of the skull. The Via Dolorosa is called the way of suffering. The Golgotha is the place of the skull. He's not taking 39 stripes on his back again. He is not going to be crucified again. He's not even going to be raised from the dead again. He's already done that. But then he said, because I live, you shall live also. That word is interesting when we talk about the glory of God, when we talk about the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. It's ruach. It means the wind of God, the breath of God, the essence of God. It means the glory of God, the power and presence of God. Richard, in that dream, as we were willing to take all of our good stuff and bad stuff and deposit it, lay it on the cross, place it, we wrote it, but place it on the cross. And that was step one. And then he said, trust me with it, bring it to me, put it in my hands. It didn't change. The atmosphere was wonderful, but it didn't change until we put it in In other words, when you put it in his hands, stop worrying about it. Stop losing sleep over it. Just absolutely lay it in his I hand. remember when I said this to you, because we have this kind of joke in our house, because we say this, let it go. Just let it go. And we'd say, how do well, you let it go? That's you let the, it go. That's one of the hardest things for people to do. How do you let it go? You turn it loose. You turn it loose. How do you turn that's it loose? You let things, it go. One of the hardest things for people to do, and uh, they, they, they give something to God and then they take it back. Yeah. They feel like that God can't carry it, only they can carry it. You, when God's the only one can carry it, they can't. God requires us, you know, having done all the crisis demands, stand, having done all to stand, stand therefore, and I think it's amplified, says having done all the crisis demands, stand therefore. We have a part to play. I believe we have to fight the good fight of our faith. We have to operate in faith. We have to buy faith through faith in faith, according to Hebrews 11. I understand that we have a part to play. But when we put our faith on the work of the cross, and then the hard part, when you release it and say, not don't Trust. do your part, not don't work, not don't do what God calls you to do. But when you honestly have to say, I trust you and release it, that's hard for me even. But when you release it and you literally take it away from yourself, it's even like your seed. Sometimes when you sow your finances, eh, maybe, eh, maybe not. Here's my check. Well, maybe not. Oh, should I, shouldn't I? Eh, But when you let it go and it is no longer yours, then it's up to God to deal with it. When you let your faith go, when you trust God and you put it in the hands of a resurrected Jesus, I believe that's when the glory And then falls. the next step, every time you think about it, which you will often say, thank you, Father, that this is in your hands. It's in your hands. And you're handling it. I have a friend who called me, I don't know, it must have been a year ago. And I was thinking about something, had no, I, I didn't tell anybody. It was just something that was, you know, pondering in my mind. She picked up the phone. She called me and she said, I have had a, a kind of like a little mini vision of you. And I'm thinking, oh, I hope it's a good one because I've been acting badly lately. Because I was in, I was vacillating, should I, shouldn't I? Did God tell me, what should I do with this? You know, 
And then all of a sudden, she said, I saw you taking what's in your hands and literally with your hands, hand it up to Jesus. She said, stop what you're doing right now. Stand up. And she said, whatever it is you're thinking about, envision it in your hands. And she said, now, as an act of your faith, like a prophetic act, she said, hand it up to Jesus. Turn around and walk away. And you know, something was released. And I believe that's what he's showing me in this vision some year later. Let it go. Release it. Trust the cross. Trust the cross enough to write the vision down and believe that you, when you place it on the cross, the work of the cross is sufficient. And then trust Jesus enough that when you put it in his hands, it's a mighty perfect place to put it. Lindsay, thank you for sharing this dream that God has given you. And uh, as God gives you more dreams like this, I want you to come back on the podcast and Maybe. share it. No, I will. <laughs> I'll convince her. He will. <laughs> right now, Lindsay, before we close, would you pray over the needs of people? There are people watching right now, people just listening, uh, by, you know, listening and watching both. Would you pray over them for their you needs? You know, I, I believe there are people who have said, you know, I prayed for somebody <clears throat> and they went on to heaven. I had that happen. I, I, I even had it happen actually on Christmas Day. I prayed for somebody and, and the bad person got healed and a good one seemingly did. That's not our control. Our job, I believe, is to write down what God is telling you. Lay it on the cross and then hand it to Jesus. Trust the cross and trust the resurrection power of Almighty God that raised Jesus from the dead. And trust that when you release it, he is more than able to do exceedingly abundantly, far above anything you can ask or think. I pray for you today, from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. I pray for things that you might be wrestling with in your thoughts, things you might be wrestling with in your finances, maybe in your family, maybe in fear. Have you been in fear, Lindsay? Yes. I'm going to be honest. I'm still human flesh. I've got that. What? What? I have a friend who calls it the human factor. But at some point, we have to get over the human factor and trust the divine resurrected power of God when he raised Jesus from the, from the dead. I pray for you to trust what Jesus did on the cross and trust that he is more than able. Trust that God loved us so much that the same spirit that raised Christ from the, from the dead dwells in us. And trust that God can use us exceedingly abundantly, far above anything we ask or think. And I pray for you, whatever it is you're going through, I pray for God to settle it with your spirit, with your soul, your mind, will, and emotions, in your heart, in your body, in your mind. I pray for peace, peace, God's peace. One translation of that as the Prince of Peace being Jesus means nothing missing, nothing broken. I pray for nothing missing, nothing broken in every area of your life, in every way. In Jesus' name. The Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and how he operates in the kingdom. And when you do, all the things you have need of shall be added unto you. That's the Bible. I pray for you to seek the kingdom of God and allow God to do what God can do. In Jesus' name, amen. And I agree with that prayer. And I add my prayers to her prayers. And I come against anything that has tried to attach itself to you. I bind every foul spirit. And I pray for healing for yes. you from the crown of your head, even to the soles of your feet. 
and for you to be lifted up in your spirit today and to know that you can lay it on the cross. In Jesus' mighty name. What's the old gospel song? Take your burdens to the Lord and leave, leave them there. Leave them there. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody Woo. said, Look, well, leave your burdens outside and let's go inside the church. No, take your burdens in and leave them there. Because when the you leave church, they'll be right there when you in get Jesus, out. No, hand them Jesus to Jesus. Name. And I praise God for it. Thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you for being there for the first time as a member, uh, I say as a guest on this podcast, your first time. Thank you. I think it is my first time. It is. Wow, thank you. I've been doing this podcast a little more than a year now, and I'm just delighted to have so you. So you waited a whole year? A whole year. Well, I've saved the best for last. Well, <laughs> <laughs> he's he, he's going to have to get me something for that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Thank you. She'll be, having, she'll be having more of these prophetic dreams. In fact, I know she had one just a couple, a couple of nights ago, ago, and she mm-hmm. hasn't shared yet because it hasn't quite been the time. But there'll be a right timing, and we'll bring her back on. Thank you so much for joining us, and join me again next week for another exciting guest on Expect a Miracle. See you then. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Expect a Miracle with Richard Roberts. Please share with your friends on social media and help spread the healing, saving good news of Jesus with others. And if you need prayer, go to oralroberts.com slash prayer or call the prayer group at 918-495-7777. We believe God wants you healed and whole in all areas of your life.